Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. A lot of the previous research on face recognition has shown that although we're very good with familiar faces, we're actually surprisingly poor at dealing with unfamiliar faces, even with a very simple task like matching a person to a photograph. Now, this is exactly the task that passport officers are faced with every day. We recently had the opportunity to test passport issuing officers at the Australian Passport Office and see how they performed. The findings were quite surprising. I mean, you might think that professionals would be better in terms of their accuracy. They're used to doing this task day in, day out. And second, they receive on-the-job training. So we thought that performance in this group might be better than we, we're used to seeing in other populations. Accuracy in the passport offices was no different than other groups that we've tested. So this was indistinguishable from university undergraduates, for example. In passport offices, as well as uh, in student groups, you see very high error rates. It was around 10 15%. It's quite a surprisingly high error rate. And under conditions that actually make the task quite easy. First of all, the photographs in our test were relatively recent, so they were taken just a couple of days before the test took place. Passport photos are valid for well, 10 years in, in most cases. Your face can change quite a lot in those intervening years. The second reason it was easier is because on mismatch trials, when the person is presenting a photograph of someone else, that other person wasn't the most similar person we could find in the world. It was just the most similar person we could find among the group of 34 students who were taking part in the experiment. These people have been trained in this area. Surely they should be able to do it better. Can we learn it as a skill? Although the group performance was poor, there is a very large range of ability when you look at individuals. So some people are just much better at this task than others. Some people were operating at near-perfect performance. Other people were barely better than just flipping a coin to decide is this the same person or not. Among the passport officers, we were able to look and see whether that changes according to the number of years that the person has been in post. We found that that had no impact at all. So you can be good or bad at matching faces to photographs, whether you're new in the post or whether you've been doing it for decades. It suggests that whatever training is being given at the moment is not having a great deal of effect. How are we going to solve this problem of people maybe at our borders if they don't see these people every day? What can we do? One way you could do that is simply to include more than one photograph. If you have multiple photos of the person, that improves performance a bit. The data is very much saying selection is the best way to go. So if we can introduce some kind of testing that's able to discern people with high aptitude from people with low aptitude, then that gives us something we can really pursue. Why can the brain not recognise the difference between so a person standing in front of them and a 2D photograph? 
recognizing friends, family, colleagues, celebrities, these familiar faces, it's no problem at all. The problem is when we've never seen the person before, and the only thing we have to go on is the information that's in front of us right now, the photograph and the live face. Putting up a lot of weight on the photograph that's in the passport. A single photograph just can't capture the entire range of appearance that a single face can take on. Everyone looks different under different lighting conditions, their face changes as they age or as their the facial expression changes. As you learn a particular person's face, you get used to all the different ways that face can look. But that does require repeated exposure. Without that, it's just inherently a very difficult task, and that's true for human viewers and also for computer systems. Yeah, I was going to ask, could computers do this any better than, than people with their eyes? This has been a hope for several decades. As yet, the answer is a resounding no, I'm afraid. There are systems that can perform pretty well under laboratory conditions, but once you install them in situ and, and test them in the field, there is no case of, of a system that works better than a person. I think part of the problem is that we're so good at dealing with familiar faces. Making yes or no decisions to completely unfamiliar faces isn't something that we actually encounter very much in daily life. And believe the data, really, this is a hard task.